Om Namo Narayanaya. Today we are on chapter 8, Questions by King Parikshit. And guess what? After this, there's only two more chapters. Canto 2 is so small compared to what's coming up in the future, which is so long. <laughs> but it's small, but it's full of so much. So here we go. Let's dive into this together. King Parikshit inquired from Sukadeva Goswami, How did Narada Muni, whose hearers are as fortunate as those instructed by Lord Brahma, explain the transcendental qualities of the Lord, who is without material qualities, and before whom did he speak? The king said, I wish to know. Narrations concerning a Lord who possesses wonderful potencies are certainly auspicious for living beings in all planets. Oh, greatly fortunate Sukadeva Goswami, please continue narrating Srimad Bhagavatam so that I can place my mind upon the Supreme Soul, Lord Krishna, and being completely freed from material qualities, thus relinquish this body. Persons who hear Srimad Bhagavatam regularly and are always taking the matter very seriously will have Lord Vishnu manifested in their hearts within a short time. The sound incarnation of the Supreme Soul enters into the heart of a self-realized devotee, sits on the lotus flower of his loving relationship, and thus cleanses the dust of material association, such as lust, anger, and hankering. Thus it acts like an autumnal rains upon pools of muddy water. A pure devotee of the Lord whose heart has once been cleansed by the process of devotional service never relinquishes the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, for they fully satisfy him, as a traveler is satisfied at home after a troubled journey. Oh, learn, Brahmana, the transcendental spirit soul is different from the material body. Does he acquire the body accidentally or by some cause? Will you kindly explain this, for it is known to you? If the Supreme Personality of Godhead from whose abdomen the lotus stem sprouted, is possessed of a gigantic body according to his own caliber and measurement, then what is the specific difference between the body of the Lord and those of common living entities? Brahma, who is not born of a material source, but of the lotus flower coming out of the navel abdomen of the Lord, is the creator of all those who are materially born. Of course, by the grace of the Lord, Brahman was able to see the form of the Lord. Please also explain Lord Vishnu who lies in every heart of the super-soul, and as the lord of all energies, but is untouched by his external energy. Learned Brahmana, it was formally explained that all the parts of the universe with their respective governors are situated in the different parts of the gigantic body of the Viryat Purusha. I have also heard that the different planetary systems are supposed to be in the gigantic body of the Viryat Purusha. But what is their actual position? Will you please explain that too? And also please explain the duration of time between creation and annihilation and that of other subsidiary creations, as well as the nature of time, indicated by the sound of past, present, and future. Also, please explain the duration and measurement of life of the different living beings known as the demigods, the human beings, etc., in the different planets of the universe. Oh, purest of the Brahmanas, Please also explain the cause of the different durations of time, both short and long, as well as the beginning of time following the course of action. And then again, kindly describe how the proportion accumulation of the reactions resulting from the different modes of material nature act upon the desiring living being, promoting or degrading him among the different species of life, beginning from the demigods down to the most insignificant creatures. 
Oh, best of the Brahmanas, please also describe how the creation of the globes throughout the universe, the four directions of the heaven, the sky, the planets, the stars, the mountains, the rivers, and the seas, and the islands, as well as their different kinds of inhabitants, takes place. Also, please describe the inner and outer space of the universe by specific divisions, as well as the character and activities of the great souls, and also the characteristics of the great classifications of the castes and orders of social life. Please explain all the different ages in the duration of the creation and also the duration of such ages. Please tell me about the different activities of the different incarnations of the Lord in different ages. Please also explain what may generally be the common religious affiliations of human society as well as their specific occupational duties and religion, the classification of the social orders, as well as the administrative royal orders and the religious principles for one who may be in distress. Kindly explain all about the elementary principles of creation, the number of such elementary principles, their causes and their development, and also the processes of devotional service and the method of mystic powers. What are the opulences of the great mystics, and what is their ultimate realization? How does the perfect mystic become detached from the subtle astral body? What is the basic knowledge of the Vedic literatures, including the branches of history and the supplementary Puranas? Please explain unto me how the living beings are generated, how they are maintained, how they are annihilated. Tell me also the advantages and disadvantages of discharging devotional service unto the Lord. What are the Vedic rituals and injunctions of the supplementary Vedic rites, and what are the procedures of religion, economic development, and sense satisfaction? Please also explain how, managed, merged in the body of the Lord, living beings are created, and how the infidels appear in the world. Also, please explain how the unconditioned living entities exist. The independent personality of Godhead enjoys his pastimes by his internal potency, and at the time of annihilation gives them up to the external potency, and he remains a witness to it all. Great sage, representative of the Lord, kindly satisfy me my inquisitiveness in all that I have inquired from you and all that I may have inquired from you from the very beginning of my questionings. Since I am a soul surrendered unto you, please impart full knowledge in this connection. Ah, oh, great sage, you are as good as Brahma, the original living being. Others follow custom only, as followed by the previous philosophical speculators. Oh, learn Brahma, because of my drinking the nectar of the message of the infallible personality of Godhead, which is flowing down from the ocean of your speeches, I do not feel any sort of exhaustion due to my fasting. Sutta Goswami said, Thus, Sukadeva Goswami, being invited by Maharaja Parishtit, to speak on topics of the Sri Krishna with the devotees was very much pleased. He began to reply to the inquiries of Maharaja by saying that the science of Lord Vishnu was first spoken by the Lord himself to Brahma when he was first born. Srimad Bhagavatam is the supplementary Vedic literature and is just in pursuance of the Vedas. He also prepared himself to reply to all that King Parishtit had inquired from him. Maharaja was the best in the dynasty of the Pandus, and thus he was able to ask the right questions from the right person. Thus ends this chapter, which sets the stage, I guess, for the rest of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Because for a dying man who is fasting, he asks a lot of questions. <laughs> I mean, seriously, think about it. If you were dying, he basically is asking for the secret to life, the universe and everything. And, and, I mean, I guess if you're fasting, you can go how many days? I, I don't know how many days you can go without eating or drinking or whatever, if you're slowly dying. So, you know, 
But still, Sukhra Goswami says so much. You could see how long it takes me to read one chapter. Uh, you know, he's going to be eating and doing other things. It's almost not believable. And, and, I, and I don't know. I mean, I guess some people would say we are to count this as an actual legit historical story. But it's a little unbelievable. So I, I almost say, well, maybe it's not historical. It's just a clever way of here's the story being told to a king who is dying. And, and that's, that's why the story is being told. It's not just someone sitting down and writing. So it's a literary device, but it's not the best literary device because there's 12 volumes. <laughs> it was a slow death. Um, but either way, does it really matter? how the Srimad Bhagavatam is being presented. You know, does it really matter if there is a king dying and hearing this or not? Does it really matter? That is a, a philosophical question and a theological question about what is, what is the heart of this? What is the important thing of this? I often think of Christianity where if Jesus never existed, or never died on the cross. Basically, Christianity, so much of it is wiped away. I mean, you, you can't have salvation if he didn't die. The blood of the cross saves people. Well, that never happens. There goes all of that. Yes, he can be a good teacher, but you lose basically the gist of, you know, this is my body. Well, you didn't die on the cross, so... It just wipes it away. So much of Christianity is now defunct if Jesus, if, if he never died. On the other hand, if he never lived, the whole New Testament is just a Stephen King novel. Well, I don't mean a Stephen King novel. It could be Hemingway. It could be, anyway, it's just a novel. It means nothing. The Old Testament, then, is what matters. So all of Christianity is gone. It's kind of interesting when you compare it with this, where let's say, let's say Sukadeva Goswami never existed. Maybe someone else was, inter, uh, you know, bringing down this story from God and writing it. It doesn't really invalidate the story. Or maybe one of the God forms doesn't exist. Uh, Varuna doesn't exist as we think Varuna exists. Doesn't really invalidate the story. It, it's really it would take a lot to invalidate the path of Hinduism. And even then, let's say, and this is the way I, I started when I was a boy and I first discovered Hinduism. I was in college. It was 1997. I thought it was mythology, but I thought it was awesome mythology. And I thought it was mythology that didn't need to be real in order to be valid. Because maybe the description of the Lord creating the universe is not quite true. On the other hand, the Lord created the universe. Maybe that's the thing we need to take away. How he does it, we'll never truly understand. But he just did it. So now live your life knowing that. You know. I don't know. There's people who made more videos and better videos and longer videos than this. Answering that question and probably walking away without any more answers than I'm able to sum up here in the moment. Ah, but anyways, I'm glad we're reading this. Thank you for joining me. Harry Krishna, Harry Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Harry Harry, Harry Rama, Harry Rama, Rama Rama, Harry Harry.